welcome to Malkir Talks, a Wheel of Time Theory podcast. I am Rob, your host, and today I am joined by a whole plethora of people. And uh, we're, we're talking about representation in the Wheel of Time. So let me go around and, and say hello to everyone. Uh, first up, Prince, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's good Hi. to have you here. How are Very you? Very excited to be here. I'm doing dandy. I'm doing dandy. Just vibing. Uh, yeah, having my uh, Fiji water. And yeah, having Fiji a, water. Yeah, there we go. I know it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm not going to bring up Fiji water. Okay, I am not allowed to say Fiji water anymore, all right? No. <laughs> there, there we go. Jen, Jen's already counting. <laughs> I'm never going to be allowed on this podcast again. <laughs> For anyone who's listening before I hit record... Prince was like, every time you come to you, you're like, hi, so today I'm drinking Fiji water. Um, <laughs> there you go, three times in the first moment. And keeping track of the Fiji water is Jen. Uh, how are we doing, Jen? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Good. Uh, so you've called me Jen, which is great. Uh, my name is Jenny. I am also known as Lesbian Nerdy. Uh, so that might be how most of you listening to this podcast know who I am. So. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. She has a there's a there's a whole floating head society thing, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. You should definitely be checking it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> going around the room. Next up, we have Miss Sarah James. How are we doing, Miss Sarah James? Hello. I'm Miss Sarah James. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you here. It's good to be here. Is this your first podcast? It is my first podcast. I'm incredibly Ooh. nervous. We'll see oh, how it goes. You don't need to be nervous. No, Miss Sarah James like rocked oh it in the it was beautiful song contest. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Me, I mean, so like, yeah. fine. Yeah, like seriously, should have won. And uh, that's a nice little segue. Speaking of, uh, Micah, welcome as well. Hi. So it's good to have you here. Is this your first podcast too, or have you? Seen, uh, this is the third one I've been on. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Um, I was on uh, the Rangland TV podcast in September, and it was released in October when the episode I was on actually came out. And then I recorded with the White Tower podcast right before they broke up, actually. Oh, <laughs> so right. now everyone jokes that I was the reason that they, but you know. <laughs> that is cruel. I'm not going to yeah, lie. There was, a, there was a small part of me is like, so are you the reason they broke? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, right. it's because it's, it's because I was there. It's because I was there. I was I I'm I'm a negative Taviran. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sure that's not the case. But however, if I if I never record another podcast episode again, you can uh, you, blame right. me. I, I I will know it. I will know it is my fault if if that happens. <laughs> that is oh my not, god. That's not you, if your podcast breaks up, you are the podcast, Rob. How would that work? <laughs> that's why it's not. That's why it's not a problem. It's just me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but so, Micah, was your mm-hmm. song severed? Yes, yeah, that song. was my song. Your song was great too. Mm-hmm. I'm but- glad you liked it. <laughs> I think everybody's song was great. Everybody's song was wonderful. I don't think there was a single song in there that was horrible. It was shocking. Yeah, yeah, they were they were they were so amazing. People are so talented, and I don't understand. It Uh, was like every time, like the next song would come on, I'd be like, "What the hell? What the hell?" (laughs) Yeah, and of course we've got I don't know 
Rob is there when I'm pointing. <laughs> That's like, not, yeah, I'm on a different level for me. But yeah, okay, I, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but his like lose yourself rap, like oh, oh my god. god, yes, it was great. For days after, I was going Bella horse do 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 do. My niece is two; she just turned two, and so on rotation, whenever she's here, it's Baby Shark. And so, like, it was all coming, and then Bella Shark. I was like Bella horse. I was like, no. <laughs> Ryan will be very pleased to hear that he was disappointed his song didn't go further. So. <laughs> Well, that was the thing that the level of talent was oh. shocking like it was oh my God. yeah i thought there'd be like some fun like silly nope not a single one all of them were fantastic oh, yeah. it was just yeah, yeah. i, I, I was like they... how i was like how did mine make it here <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was i great. really hope they do it again next year because that was so much fun and it's just mm. so it was such a great like way to bring the community together because i feel like we're already yeah. so tight-knit it's another just kind of like we're bringing in more people and yeah. God, even, yeah. like by next year, the show will have come out, which is insane. It, it better have. If it hasn't come out by this time <laughs> next year, I'm, I um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's, we'll we're be tracking all, down Ray for me. <laughs> oh my God. We're just going to go to his house and riot. Oh, we'll be outside of uh, Amazon. We'll be outside of Amazon studios going, bring us what? <laughs> see that's why i got the job at amazon fresh because i thought yes this is how i get into the set of wheel of time from a humble grocery store in california yes you know what yes. Uh, it is a direct off, line it is a direct line from a humble grocery store all the way up to amazon you know what yes swan sanchez made her way as a mm. fisherman's daughter in tear to Amerlin see if i can make that chart Barring what happens to the like the rest of the way, I, I think I can do it. <laughs> See, yeah, you, I, you 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 want to get to the top and not have the fall afterward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you were saying, well, if if the show's really bad, then I work at Amazon Food Department and I can poison Jeff. You know, if I don't like what he produces, <laughs> you know, oh I, I thought it was going dark, not like the whole, you know, food, wow. food production is no. going to get me into the TV show. So, you know, oh that, no, the show's really bad. I'll just go, well, at least it's not Winter's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that but very true. I, I am cautiously optimistic that it is going to be fantastic. So. Winter's Dragon. Oh gosh, I remember when, like, I remember when that came out. I, like, I am an old. I remember waking up and <laughs> mm -hmm. seeing, like, uh, it was listed in the newspaper. This is how old it was. Oh wow! As a show that had aired the night before, and I, like, you know, this was before, like, there was a. At least I was not at all in the online community, and I saw Winter's Dragon. That sounds like a Wheel of Time thing, and I tried to find it because I was so excited. But before I actually ever saw it, I read the whole background story to it and was like, oh, well, oh, I no. bet it's garbage. I still, to this day, have not seen the whole thing. I've seen the dusty <laughs> wheel cut. <laughs> I, have I haven't seen, seen the, the whole thing, thing, but my first time reader that my co-host on my podcast has never seen it. And we're going to save it to watch it. And then once the show comes out, we're going to watch that. And I go, now we're going to see the real pilot. You know, yeah. <laughs> plug in the wow. first. Let me <laughs> summarize the plot for you. Ilyana! <laughs> Ilyana! <laughs> I, I listened can't. to the 
I listened to the Dusty Wheel remix of it, but I didn't have anyone to tell me what was going on. So I was just listening. I was just listening to it, like, what the hell's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think of uh, Ileana. I has anyone seen Mommy Dearest with Faye Dunaway? In like that no. game, that's just yeah. all right. <laughs> um, it's a it's a masterpiece of just hammy, terrible acting. <laughs> Um, truly, they thought Faye Dunaway was going to win an Oscar playing Joan Crawford. And no, it, why are coat hangers? Oh, it's it's about like, the only line I know from that movie. Oh, I think I may have actually seen it. <laughs> so. They legit they released it in the theaters thinking it was going to be like the like she just won the Oscar for Jekyll and Hyde. They thought it was going to be that, and then literally opening night, people were laughing their asses off in the theater, and so they rebranded it and remarketed it as like the mother of all comedies. I'm like, oof. Swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, sometimes that happens, sadly. So, <laughs> better not swing and miss, Amazon. Listen up. Yes. I, know you, I know you're listening, yeah, obviously. Yeah. They listen to everything. They do. Yeah. yeah. I would love if, uh, like, we are, like, everybody's sitting down, we're getting ready to watch, and it's just Winter's Dragon <laughs> oh. for eight hours. <laughs> you say that. I, I will, I, um, I'm, I'm 99%, actually, I know for a fact that, um, is she, he won't see this, but, um, I, in fact, I might even cut this out just to be safe because uh, Delusions hasn't told anyone. But between the five of us, <laughs> Delusions mm. is going to play Winter Dragon for her first time reader, Virgil, and pretend it's an actual pilot oh. trailer that they've oh, released. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So mean and so I, wonderful all at the same time. Yeah, and get the oh rest of us, like, get the rest of us pretend it's just been released and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And just see what he says. <laughs> oh yes. my God. <laughs> yeah. So I won't be able to leave that because I'm not sure yeah. if Delusions has told anyone she's doing mm-hmm. that, but other people that, uh, you know, we're on That with. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really should do a watch of that. Maybe, sorry if you're cutting all this, but I maybe should do a watch of that for my channel. Cause I literally, I still do, I, the old, I've seen the Dusty Wheel cut. That's it. I've never seen the whole thing. <laughs> I should watch yeah, it I've at seen... some point, assuming I can never watch it with somebody who will tell me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Apparently not much apparently it's just wandering around the lobby yelling I mean, that's Ilyana. what it sounded like in the dusty wheel cut it was like there was a little bit of dialogue and mostly Ilyana and yeah, weird sound that, effects tri- yeah triple the length um there is some more dialogue that was cut but it was just weird dialogue anyway yeah about triple the length weird dialogue a lot more alien a lot more of that and yeah. it's it's one of the one in the morning. My my English skills are and like the really super dramatic background music. Oh yes, yeah. Mm. yeah. And the poor poor quality graphics as well, wasn't it? With the book, there was book scenes in there as well, or pages from the book symbols and stuff, and it was just terrible graphics. Huh. You know, bringing the um like the the dragon symbol from the page of the books. It was like, oh my god, what's happening? So, oh, well, yeah, I feel okay. like if you're going to do the prologue to Wheel of Time, you have to do either in flashbacks or as a cold open because. Really, you can't make stretch the prologue into forty five minutes. You know, yeah. it's a, was, the, was Winter's Dragon forty five minutes no, long? No, no, no. It's like no, no, I think it was <laughs> like seventeen minutes, nineteen minutes, something like that. Oh, that's still really long, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a like wow. you do it in the flashbacks for season two or the cold open of season to open how you open season two with that prologue. I feel like okay. it, what needs to happen is. It's like for season two of the show, it starts off exactly like Winter's Dragon, <laughs> except we have like the another actor cast as uh, Luce Theron and uh, Ishaw Mayo. I would love that just for the pure, like, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Just wow. play it or before. Just... Attach it to the pilot. Yes. Like... yes. <laughs> um, I would love it if Lucerne is just Yosha in like a bad like party city like gray wig and it's just like <laughs> like him affecting some weird accent and he's just like Eliana, Eliana, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Oh, wow. Lord. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yes, I have completely gone off topic. Oh my God. <laughs> I was loving this. And, <laughs> and hard cut. Okay. There you go. And <laughs> uh, yes. And scene. Moving on. So. <laughs> no. No. That was. That was. It was a great conversation. I'm, I'm, I believe that is going to be fun. Uh, but we're, sadly, we're not here to talk about Winter Dragon today. Uh, <laughs> But right, bye, I, I know that next time we just need to get everyone back and, uh, you know, Jenny can see it. We can describe it for Micah and, you know, we can do like a, like a reaction style, you know, yeah. video or something for it. It'd be hilarious. So, but we oh are actually, <laughs> sorry, go Micah. I was just, I was just laughing at that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe Jen's never said it, but we'll, we'll move on from that because. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here all night. So, um, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, representation in the Wheel of Time, and this was inspired by a conversation that you was it you in Lauren's server or your server, Jen? It was it was somewhere one of the servers. There's two. It wasn't in my server. I think it was in Lauren's server. Okay. Yeah. 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 He asked a question. He was doing um, a deep dive in one of the reveals that they do and he asked a couple of questions and a whole just sort of conversation stemmed on about you know that this is actually what was meant here or what was meant there and you know this is um how it you know you're not you're misunderstanding something because lauren's like is this how it goes or is that how it goes and you know i i approached you and i said we should do an episode about this like we should we should talk about this because it's a topic that pops up and you know it people talk about it but I, not in a huge amount of detail, I think, that needs to be more spoken about it. So, oh, yeah. That's why I've asked you all here today, uh, or tonight, or tomorrow, or whatever it is for everyone, because <laughs> we are covering four different time zones, ladies and gents, on this podcast right now. Time, because time is fake. Uh, time yeah. is fake, yeah. Yeah, yes. we, we have Korean time, Pacific time, Eastern time, and British time, or UK, I don't, daylight saving. I don't know what it's really called. Um, yeah, so. Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich meantime, there we go. See, Mikey's coming in with the word again. <laughs> coming in clutch. Yeah. So um, we've we made a few notes, but I, I was going to launch off with um, the, the big question I wanted to ask, and that is what type of representation is good representation in a book or a TV show? Like, what what do you – who does anyone want to dive in first and answer to that? Or? It's a complex answer for mm -hmm. me, I think, because I, I have weird ways of wording things. I feel like – I kind of view representation of if you took this out, does the entire story just fall apart? You know what I mean? Like if you have like a throwaway line that can easily be deleted, that's not representation. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember that law and order as one of the law and orders, there was literally a character, her last line on the show was, are you firing me because I'm a lesbian? That was her last line on the show. It, it was how she came out. And they're like, look, see, we had a gay that. cast member for the last yeah. three years. You just didn't know. Oh. <laughs> That's not representation. That was. <laughs> and, you know, like even with the final book where they're like in Wheel of Time, where I think Lan says like, oh, he this Ashaman prefers men. It's like cute. Doesn't count. Yeah. You know, like I think it's what makes good representation is, is the character fully rounded in complex and their queerness is not 
it is a part of their identity, but it's not all they are. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like it's not their entire personality. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not the thing about them. Like, if you think yeah. about them, you don't go, "That's the, that's the gay Ashamon." Like, that's not what you yeah. do in your mind. Yeah. The, the other thing I would add to that, just because, like, there are two gay characters, uh, gay male characters in the books canonically in the I think the final book Matt uh, only mm-hmm. there are several or I maybe three four lesbians in the book and they all have the same personality that also not good representation because it mm-hmm. is to me it's like that's not if you if you have just uh one person who is that way like who is okay this is one person she is cruel she is uh authoritarian she is arrogant she is self-centered and that is her personality that's one thing if you then stretch that to be like every single lesbian in the books has this personality well then you're saying something about lesbians like yeah you're not saying something about that one character you have now said something about lesbians and i'm not a fan of that (laughs) so i would want to add that i was having a discussion with somebody recently about they wanted my feedback on a transgender character in a story that they were writing. And they they were asking me a similar question. How would you want to see yourself represented in a story? And the answer for me is almost that if you're doing it right, then it's almost unnoticeable at which point, what is the point of the character being trans? But on the other end of the spectrum, you don't want to beat the reader over the head with it because then it's what we were talking about before, that it's just representation for representation's sake. So there is a delicate balance here that I think has to be struck. And I'm not sure where that balance is, but I think that we have a real opportunity in the show because they can do things visually that indicate couplehood that are more difficult to do in a non-visual medium. And I, I'm excited about those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Micah, do you, do you have anything you want to add to? Not much, I guess, <laughs> just like, because all of y'all already made such great points. I guess, you know, the whole thing about don't make their their identity you know, if they're, if they're gay or bi or lesbian or ace or trans or whatever, don't make that, that entire, um, personality. Don't, don't make that the entire reason this character exists is to, uh, represent a certain fraction of the population. Make it, as the rest of y'all said, a complex, dynamic, interesting character that just so happens to be whatever identity, um, and it just helps us feel like we can actually belong in different places and not just be token mm-hmm. token representers. What's the word I'm looking for? Do you know what? I can't think of a better word. I think that yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, good, yeah. just be like the token, like I'm the token non-binary or whatever. Like I don't want to mm, feel like yeah. that. So yeah i think that's a that's a very good point um it is tough to to find that balance if you think well as you say if if someone's written or or um you know portrayed in the show in a manner where it's so not a thing that you don't even notice then again you're not actually showing anything but yeah. at the same point you, yeah, you don't want to find that point where you're just hitting people over the head because like well you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and uh i don't know where that balance would be um but it's yeah. 
So I think it almost comes in normalizing it, you know? Like, I feel like if you kind of lead the audience in kind of going, okay, here, like, where queerness in the world is almost, like, not a thing, like, that needs to be pointed out. Like, we're in the two rivers, and on winter night, we see, like, two girls, two boys dancing, something like that. Or, like, you kind of see, like, oh, uh, Will Alcine and his boyfriend, or, like, some where you kind of start piecing it in a little bit or like like you start adding in more representation and you kind of let it be more i i, I don't know i'm at this point i'm starting to ramble a little bit but i think <laughs> it's finding a way of making it natural without going matt i saw you in the stone of tear flirting with a couple of the lords ooh, ooh. <laughs> like giving matt a four season bisexual awakening arc you know i well, think I, it's I, a yeah. thing yeah i think if like he's at a tavern and like a girl a pretty barmaid walks by and he like kind of winks at her and then like he sees like a lord of tear who kind of smiles at him buys him a drink and matt kind of goes like just kind of gives a little nod I think it's like a thing of just trying to piece it together in a way that you're not hammering the audience and it just kind of does we're confirming that Matt is bisexual. We're not like like making it a thing. It's just how it is, you know? So uh, almost a moment where it sort of just fits in or it just um, it just feels natural as opposed to forced, I suppose, is the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things RJ said, which uh, he he said that you know homosexuality is just accepted in this world and whatever, which I I appreciate him saying that. I do find it it's one of those things that's a bit of a cop out of it's just no, it's happening. It's just all happening off screen, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that's that to me is like that's. That's like saying, oh, yeah, no, no, there were black people in New York during Friends. They were just all baristas. Like, yeah. that's just, it's nonsense. It's mm. ridiculous. So I, I I would just say Matt is bi. And I, like you say, he has a bisexual awakening. I, I would say, no, he doesn't. He's just bi. Like, yeah. I would prefer that being the story of just, he doesn't have to come out because he's been out because it, like, as RJ said, it's accepted. Yeah. So why would he have to spend years trying to figure it out? Because he doesn't have to hide. Like that would be the and story I, think, I would want to see. Yeah, because I think I I think a coming out story is very important, and that's important for like queer youth to see. Mm. But I also think if we start telling queer stories where that's who they are and it's how it is, you know, I think also is something because you know. Growing up, that's all I saw is like every gay character was I'm coming out and I'm yeah. doing this and <laughs> this is my angst about it. And I'm not not downplaying that story, not saying so no, angsty, never though. do that again. But I think if we <laughs> yeah, and it's always a thing of if we if Matt was just bisexual, there's no Elaine, but like but in the two rivers he never kissed boys. It's just like it's never like a big like I know there's forsaken out there. Matt is hooking up with the Lord. It's never a big deal or like Perrin and Gall or something, you know, just it is what it is, you know, and we don't draw attention to it in a way that's like, like focusing the camera on two women kissing going, see, we did it. We, we did it. We're progressive, you know, like, it's just like, no, let's just have it in the world. 
So mm-hmm. to, to use like the, the brand as an example of where, because one of those, um, one of those two mentions he put in of here's a gay character, which again, even I read that and thinking, oh, Brandon's written in like a, one quick line here saying someone's gay. Like, okay, you could have done better than that, but you know, I suppose the intention's yeah. there. It would have, I, reading that from my perspective, you know, being straight in that, that I was like, well, why don't you write in that he just like his husband was his bodyguard or something like that like king turns up and like because they all turned up with a bodyguard of some kind you know one yeah. person was like they have that sort of justice or whatever it was sort of thing you know it would have with that to me that was how i thought it would have been better put into the story of like you yeah. know there's a single healthy queer relationship in the show in the books not a no. single one yeah i mean there's not yeah. really a single healthy hetero relationship in the books so that's yeah. true but like it's it's literally like the 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 queerest relationship and i'm making massive air quotes here is the one between uh the sea folk woman and uh oh i forget oh, her name. i know i know what you're talking about <laughs> like, yeah they're cheating on her husband and it's mm-hmm. all super secret yeah. like other than that like then there's yeah. elida with the woman who's basically sent to her to spy on her yes and is forced to yeah, like that it's just it's all messed up yeah. it's all messed up there's no like just falling in love or whatever it's uh yeah well speaking of love the one thing i would really love to see that i think that is missing from the books that i would like to see in the show is a queer relationship a, a homosexual relationship uh, some kind of representative relationship that has the epic feel of Nynaeve and Lan. That moment in the river. Oh my God. Spoilers. Yes. I'm sorry. Spoilers is fine. But they, we need, I think, that kind of thing. And to have the romance be secondary to the story and, or interwoven with the story in a way that the, the romance is there, but it is part of the story. Um, I almost would like to see. Elaine and Avienda, because that that relationship there, it's already very sisterly. It, 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 I don't think it would take a huge nudge to make that a representative relationship. Yeah, a lot. I know a lot of people say that. Weirdly enough, as the like, my name is lesbian nerdy. I am the out <laughs> lesbian in this room. Well, one of, but I am not a fan of Avienda and Elaine as a pairing because I feel like. Because of Rand, they would be secondary, and it mm. would just be like Rand is center. But that is that is my oh. take. I, if you Ooh, if you guy fantasy, yeah. yeah. If you oh, literally, my girlfriends are. Oh, my girlfriends okay. also hook that. up. Yeah, yeah that my makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. So I, I like I've literally been approached by straight men asking me to sleep with their girlfriends. And I take like, it back. Like, I take it all back. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> so but yeah, but that, if you yeah. if you remove Rand from it, like if. If, as I, like, I made a whole video about this, <laughs> I would prefer the whole Randy Lane Min thing to be sequential, not like, I, yeah, I would prefer that. And if it's sequential and Elaine and, uh, Avienda, you know, get together as a couple without Rand involved, that would be one thing. But if he's, cause he's literally the most important person in the world, it's gonna be hard to make any relationship in that grouping not feel like he is the center and the heaviest and the biggest, most important part of it. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he's with men for like mm, eight books or something. And the fact yes. that it's like, 
every time it's like Elaine's like, I love him. I'm like, girl, he's on the other side of the nation. Like, <laughs> and you literally yeah, made out like with him for three days. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were together. They were together in like book four, I think it was it. And then yeah. they didn't see each other again until book nine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's literally like, like she's like because we just uh, on the podcast that I do. We just finished a chapter where it's Elaine's POV. And she's like, I love him, but what would my mother say? I'm like, this does not matter. Like, I'm like, I need you to just go get a mani petty, go to brunch with some friends, like, <laughs> kind of girl boss some stuff, and like, just like, think about something else. Like, you will, it's a little, it's, it speaks to Elaine's naive, naivete a little bit in that relationship with Rain, but it's one of those things that if Rafe announced in the show, we're just gonna put Rand and Nin together. I'd be like, great. Yeah, you know? yeah I would love that. I would not yeah. complain about that at all. And it's just we're like, it's just the thing because it's like I feel like him and Min work the best together. And like, cool, push them, let them be who they are, and then let Elaine and Avienda have their little moment. You know, I I have to agree. I think it would um, work a lot better. It's. <sighs> It's always weird to like, all right, he's got three girlfriends, partners, wives, whatever they end up being, even after he, you know, the end of the story. Um, but he doesn't see most of them, you know, it's like, and when yeah. we get together and we bond you without asking, Bruce, um, you know, like, come on, that's not really right. And then, you know, one of them sleeps with him and the other two go off and get drunk to, you know, hide the feelings. <laughs> not have the sex in their head. To not, to not have the sex in their head. And but I did laugh at that yeah. part, though. It was oh, funny. It's it so was. funny. Like, that mental image of just, um, because he's Min and Brigida away, right? Just like, every now and then Min just goes, <clears throat> and Brigida's like, well, Brigida feels it too, because she's bonded yeah, with her she's bonded. Yeah, yeah, It's like a mental, it's a mental five-some. Yeah. <laughs> and they're literally no, sitting there, like, drowning in... Because Avienda was there, too, so there's six... No, wait, five. <gasps> no, it's, wait, yeah, it's, Avi- it's Avienda, uh, Min, Rand, Rand Lane, and Brigitte. Yeah, yeah so and five. the dark one. I can't count. Oh, the dark one's also there. Cause <laughs> our, well, like, he, aren't he and Rand bought somewhere loose there and it's just going... More, like, mm. Morden's off in the corner. Yeah, Lucerne's so there being like... If you want to include Luce Theron and Morden, then you get a seven some. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Morden is literally somewhere just kind of going like this. What is this? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> what is what is this? Micah can't see, remember? Micah can't see what he did. Oh, um, like, he's clutching a glass of wine and just, like, drumming his fingers on it, just going, don't like this, don't like this, don't like this, don't like this. Or the like, just, like, of, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, <laughs> Oh, just uh, just yeah. on that moment for um, just that situation, three of them didn't really know each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. three not yeah. in bed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Avienda, like men and Avienda, men and Begate, none of them know each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's like finding getting your root dorm assignments in college. Like literally, like you. Oh, okay. It's like being invited out to lunch with your friend, and you all know just the friend. You don't know each other, and it's just like yeah. The friend oh going, God, hey, I'm going to go get coffee down the street. And you're just like, so, we we all like him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just like not sure what to talk about, you know? Yeah. And I get Robert Jordan was like, I did that once. And I'm like, great. Anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, all, we all did crazy things in our 20s, you know? Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the whole Rand, uh, Elaine, Avienda, Min situation, 
Um, we've already spoken about the fact that we think it might be better if it was just Rand and Min in the end, and then possibly something with Aviander and Lane, not necessarily. That's not the vibe we're getting from the show, is it? We're getting yeah. that it's going to be, am I getting this right round? Instead of being polygamous, it's going to be polyamorous. Am I getting it the right way around? That's, that's I, what Rafe has said. Yeah, that's what Rafe has said. Yeah. What do we think about that? I, I like Jenny's idea better of sequential than polyamorous, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me. Rafe. Yeah. I've been told. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I like when he said that. That was like my thought of, oh, okay. Like if I think I use this phrase on uh, the Dusty Wheel, but if it is just it's Rand and then some of his girlfriends also get get it on with each other, it feels like polygamy, not polyamory. It feels like polygamy, as I put it on the Dusty Wheel. With benefits, like it's polygamy, yeah. and I get to imagine that my girlfriends also are having sex sometimes because that's hot. Like it, right. <laughs> it's it's not. I'm not uh, now. Granted, they could. If I'm not a writer, I'm not a show writer. So if there's a way they could do it to make that relationship feel like it has primacy, exactly. Then then okay. But again, I just because of who Rand is, I don't know how they would do that. So yeah. yeah. And also, as long as they don't add a telepathic bear into the mix, we'll be okay. We don't some bear fire going on, so you know. yeah. <laughs> I like there is a a uh, a bias against how, how do I say this properly? There's a bias against lesbian sex, and like I don't want without a penis. Like I, I, I'm being really graphic, but this is literally mm. like like people don't think you've had sex without a penis right so yeah. there is this like if you have a heterosexual relationship and then a lesbian sexual relationship people will just it's a bias against lesbian sex that just exists where like literally people will say well you're still a virgin then like no i i'm a lesbian i've had sex but oh but you're a virgin because you've never had sex with a penis like this has been said to me by medical professionals and so what? Yeah, yeah. It it's a Why? it's a thing that exists. That and is multiple so, kinds of problematic. Yeah, it is. It's bizarre, yeah. but it's a fact that happens. And uh, if you have like a relationship where you know Elaine's had sex with Rand once, but she has sex with Avienda multiple times, the fact that Avienda is a woman is not. People are going to think, well, she had sex with Rand, and then she fooled around with Avienda. Like, mm, yeah it's it's a frustrating thing that is a it exists in the real world and it will bias the way people see the relationship if that happens and it also is like i think it it's the reason why uh in the books none of the women that rand is involved with ever have a relationship with another man like ever you know even like maybe they did before but they never even like that would be so violating to Rand if like Min had uh, or Elaine while you know he while Rand is off falling in love with Avienda if Elaine had actually hooked up with that cute serving boy who tried to get her drunk people would have hated <laughs> yeah. Elaine for that mm -hmm. they would have hated mm -hmm. her Tom. or Tom yeah I would have hated oh, her no. for Tom my God. To be, yeah <laughs> to be fair, when you said hooked up with someone else I did think well, are we talking mustache tugging right now? So like my I think the reason he did that was to give Elaine something like to to make it so that oh Elaine's flirting with somebody, so it's okay that Rand's hooking up with another girl. 
because Elaine's flirting with somebody, but I can't have her flirting with an actual threat. Yeah, so I'm going to have her flirting like with three times her age. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have her flirting with somebody that we, the audience know will never happen. So not just three times her age, but dated her mother. Yeah. So dated her mother. Too. He did her mother. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah that, that's more accurate. I'll, yeah, I'll grant that, that's more like, accurate. It's just so gross. It's it is, so yeah. gross. It's, yeah. Th- I remember on my first read, I was super uncomfortable with that part. Oh, yes. yeah. When she's, and then Nine is like, yeah, all the girls in the two rivers flow with their fathers. The thing is, the thing is, is like, um, I thought it was really gross, but then, okay, I directed a, the play Our Town in my mm-hmm. senior year of college, and it's set in the early 20th century in New Hampshire, which I know is not the South, but one of the characters, she's getting married, and she's like, I can't marry this boy, and he's like all scared, and she goes like, Papa, why don't we run away? I'll cook for you and all that, and it's this weird, like, I'm like, I'm not reading into this like it's like homegirl wants to, uh, Full Oedipus Rex, her father. Mm. Wait. But I'm like, I don't know if it's like this old timey, oaky smoky, like girls flirted with their father to get some practice for their husbands or some weird old timey, like safe thing. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like in the show, if they do that, I just want Elaine tug on his mustache and he goes like, and you're going to the back. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. like I feel like it's this thing of, or like, even my name just goes, like, it. She's just like, it's harmless flirting. It's like, you a pig stick time. Yeah, yeah. It's like if she just her over that. Yeah. If, if I she saw just went, like anybody doing that, I would be like, therapy. We need therapy. We need to sit like, down with a professional. Like I, am, I am yellow Aja. Let's do some healing. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk. Let's let's just it's yes. it's a very weird you realize very just this man has been inside your mother. You do realize that. <laughs> like Yeah. No. It, it's a very like and she's like, Oh, I remember one house he like he bounced me on his knee. I'm like, doesn't mean he has to bounce you on his knees again. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, like yeah, if they like, if they want to do the drunk mustache tugging scene, it can be one of two ways. It's gonna be that whole like, oh okay, um can it like Nynaeve, take her to bed, please. Like, she's had enough. Or it's yeah. going to be, it's suddenly going to be very much like, oh, I remember doing this as a kid because you were like a father figure yeah. and not the flirty line sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like she just tugs it and then just goes, cries, ugly drunk cries, goes, yeah. Cut to like Nynaeve's in a room reading or like just fiddling with Lance Ring. And like Tom goes, like, have a good night. And it's just yeah. Elaine stopping and then just like dunks her hand and goes, do you hate me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, we need that accurate representation. Elaine's never been drunk. And so she just asks Nanny the whole night, do you hate me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Like, I feel uh. like there's just things in the book that I'm like, cool, let's fix this. And I feel like that's a lot of things with like, especially the queer up that I think we can. Oh leave. yeah. Because, like, again, I think the like we were talking a little bit about like the gay Ashman. I think if we if Robert Jordan had focused on the Black Tower a little bit more and maybe give us um, more POVs earlier on, like around Lord of Chaos, you know, because that's when I believe it's introduced. Like yeah, the Black Tower started at the beginning of Lord of Chaos. I think if that was a thing, and we got maybe like Andrel or someone. Like, just kind of saying, 
yeah, like how there's pillow friends at the White Tower. There's sword friends or whatever you would call it. <laughs> sword <you> buddies. <laughs> sword buddies in the Black Tower. Like, this is a thing that happens. And sometimes they will bond each other as like uh, whatever the Ashman equivalent of warder is. Uh, you know, it's like something like that where you can kind of just weave it into the show and just kind of like, this is a thing that happens. This is just a natural thing. Then you get the bonus of Queer Up, but also in the big uprising that happens when Taim becomes Mihail, you get now, oh, now you can do morally gray, explore queer characters who are also like morally gray. And some of them are for the light, some for the dark and play with that. You know, I think obviously if they just don't just do only one gay couple, one gets turned and it's this angsty thing. If it's like just a bunch of gays just like voguing as they get into the courtyard of the Black Tower, you know, something like that. Something the gays really want to see. It turns into a dance battle. Something like that. <laughs> dance battle is you know, yeah. That's wow. what Robert talk about the band of the Red Hand. Oh, and. So the the many many opportunities there are there mm-hmm. yeah well i even uh, my I mean, first ship there's in so this many i was gonna say there's so many honest. like male organizations yeah that yeah and i'm like mm-hmm. it's a, it's like oliver come on come on oliver james i always thought that that a big part of the reason everybody talks about matt's charisma with women but whether we end up having a by matt in the show there's got to be some element of the people that choose to following are following him because Matt is dreamy because let's fade it. Barney Harris is dreamy and uh, I could see a Tomani's. I could see some of the other people in the band following Matt purely on his good looks and his charm and his charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I can see that. that. I feel like that's why Aram follows Perrin. Like big hunky dude, just like, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did a, a, a pos- I did an episode with Master of Deck. Oh, it was like last October that was inspired purely because um, an episode. It was it was about romance or something. It was on the Dusty Wheel, and I called in. And I said, "Well, I think that you know Noel was actually in love with Tom, and that was why he followed him mm-hmm. to the tower, and that was why he sacrificed himself so that Tom could get out and be with the woman he loved. And it was a very, you know, heartbreaking thing. And it's like you absolutely see people following other people because they're in love. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I've absolutely done stupid things because I've been in love with someone else and be like, okay, let's go there and follow you. Like, no, I've always been incredibly intelligent in my. No. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that makes sense. People following Matt for his, you know, charm and charisma and his looks. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think they're going yeah. to be following Pedro Nile in the White Cloaks for the same reason, but no. you, you, know, I mean, you can still have it I in the White Cloaks, couldn't you? With Galad. There we go. Like, People could be following he gets Galad, his army, yeah. And the only reason he recruits his army is because there's a 10 minute scene of him getting out the lake after bathing. And it's a full uncut, like scene, <laughs> wide shot of just like, and he goes, Hey, are we, are we, is this like when games. Daniel Craig walks out of the ocean and accidentally hits yeah, the yeah. bar? That's essentially what it yeah. is. And he's in like this very tight-fitting pair of boxer shorts uh, or swim mm. gear that's looked like the boxer small shorts. Small clothes. Yeah. The small clothes. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting Gal and yes. um, Gal do that. So, okay. 
I mean, that could work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, this and, is um, a fun segue. So we, we've talked a lot about what the book does wrong, but what does the book do right in terms of, does it do anything right in terms of representation? I will say it left nuggets. It left fun little nuggets and ideas of where that can be improved. Like with uh, the lesbian women, with uh, the queer representation, with the trans representation, I think there are, and like even mm-hmm. having non-binary and, uh, representation. I think there's that little things amazing. that were, yeah, there's yeah. Things, like exploring the ideas of if there's a trans Aes Sedai, what happens to her, like what can she yeah. do or what can he do? You know, I think there's a lot of things to explore that I think Robert Jordan unintentionally didn't know he was setting up that I think we can yeah. like explore, you know. Um, I was going to say in terms of, of, trans channelers this is a hill i will die on and i've seen other people support this also um trans women channel sidar trans men channel sidine yeah. uh, yes and <laughs> i i i have theories about non-binary people but 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 that would be a huge tangent so yeah I, I like. I think this is actually the conversation that sparked the idea for this podcast. But this rings a lot have, more bells now, yes, because I remember you pointing out how you know. Um, I think Lauren was thinking about um, Agonar in the wrong way, thinking, and it's like, no, actually, it's not. Uh, but it's not. It's not just Lauren. It's it's Robert Jordan. Robert yes. Jordan, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. thought that he was writing a trans woman with uh, Halima, but as a a male soul like it it's very it's very strange what he did and it's strange enough to the point that i literally had to one day like when i was reading go oh he's got it backwards i have to ignore all these things that i've been trying to figure out like what the hell is going on with alima i couldn't figure it out until i went oh he's got it backwards he thinks the body is more important than the soul where the soul is more important than the body like it doesn't make any sense but talking about what you you're asking what he did right the metaphysics of the world that he created supports exactly what micah said of the soul being the part that determines you so whatever body you're born into is irrelevant if your soul gender like if your actual gender is different from your body the metaphysics physics of the world actually says that yeah no you channel the side of this the the source that your soul is and even, I think it's Lanfear mentions something about, uh, yeah, it's when Perrin is in the wolf dream and he asks if Lan- if he can imagine himself with the ability to channel. And Lanfear is mm-hmm. like, yeah, it doesn't work that way because channeling is connected to the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that 100%, I think, um, supports. Yes. And I think, Jenny, Jenny, you and I, I think I commented on a video of your, of yours that we got into this a little bit by chat possibly because there's the whole because there's the whole thing about the uh ceremonial aspects of being raised to amaralyn oh my god i have so many problems they have to bear where they have to bear to the waist and inspect each other and there has to be some it can't be just some random thing that they decided to do because that kind of ceremony just is not going to arise in and of itself so it has to be something from early in the history of the tower with the breaking of the world and uh people that were male-bodied but female-souled so they could channel so maybe they could come in but they had to so i think that the whole reason for that ceremony is somehow based 
in trans identity. It's very hmm. possible. I would also say, though, that that ceremony, like, it's one of those things. I know why Robert Jordan did it. It's, like, based in historical things that were happening in the Catholic Church and stuff. But yeah. it's also, again, given what we know about the world, it's a stupid ceremony. Because mm-hmm. I said I can sense the ability to channel in each other. So yeah. you, you like- are going to tell me that an Aes Sedai is going to trust their eyes more than their ability to sense Sidar in another person? Like yeah. That's- yeah, and it's like the, the whole thing about they have to strip and, and show that they have boobs. It's like, okay, then. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, it calls into question, what do the Ashaman do when, like, like <laughs> it's this weird, like, it, it's, it really gave off the vibe when I first read it. I said, like, it's almost like when you kind of go, like, what do girls do at slumber parties? And it's like, the, let's compare boobs. It's like this weird, like, what? What are we doing this? Like, I, as a little baby lesbian, that would have been really fun. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was this weird, like, all right, you went into detail about this, Robert. What are the details about the Ashman? Tell me about the Ashman. What do they do? I wanted he never more did it because he, details. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't. He never did it. Like, I, that is a whole yeah. other thing, topic of just female nudity. There is male nudity in the books. There, uh, that is yeah. beyond question. But... There was so much more female nudity, I think, just because he was like, my audience wants to imagine boobies. So yeah. Maureen runs to everybody naked. Yeah. Except for Matt. Somehow Matt ends up make- naked an awful lot. So yeah. does Rand. Rand ends up naked a fair bit. Too. I like That's, that like, yeah. Robert Jordan goes into graphic detail with their butts. Like, let's us know, <laughs> one, both of them have great asses. Let's us know that, two, after dying... Rand has hairless ass cheeks. Thank you, Cat Swain. I'm like, cool. We needed to know. Like, this is something we needed to know. And I feel bad because it's like, does Perrin just not have an ass? Is Perrin just like... No, well, like, maybe he just, you know, there's no curve. It's just, it just carries on straight down. Oh, like a crack on the side of an egg. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's wow. I hope they change in the show. I hope, like, like, if there is female nudity, that it's done very tastefully, very, yeah. like, you know, not exploitative, but if there's male nudity, it is just graphic, like a three-hour bare lawn bath scene of like Ron <laughs> tipping the bucket of water over his head, like swishing his hair, and it's just kind of like a oh. There's well, they white did hire Daniel Henney, so I mean, oh yeah, and Yosha <laughs> is just if like all the boys and like Yosha and Alexander don't get nude scenes, what's the point? Like honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's equality. It's, it's true, and it, I, I always think if you do nudity in a scene that's outside of a of a sex scene, for example, because obviously that's a very different reason for being naked. But if it's just you know a, a bathroom scene, or for whatever reason, you know you're walking out of a hut that you've set on fire, and you're you know got three dragons <laughs> sitting on your shoulder, you need to be naked for that. Apparently, um, <laughs> you know it, it. I always think it needs to be almost so casual that. No one even noticed that anyone is yeah. naked, walking around, standing, whatever it may be. Like the more casual the nakedness, how whatever degree of nakedness it is, the more casual, the better it's presented because it's not. It makes the scene not about the nudity. Mm-hmm. And I know? feel like you could do that with the aiel and the sweat tent so easily. So just, easily, very easily. Because I feel yeah. like the aiel have always come off as the um, sexually and just like something blank liberated society like and i feel like that's something i kind of wish we could explore more in the show of like yes there's 
sister wives or uh, sis, first sisters, first brothers, like where mm-hmm. like it's like where, you know, we get Elaine and Egwene, like kind of when they first meet Aiel and they kind of do their clutching their pearls a little bit. Like we can say like, no, 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 it's just a thing. Homosexuality among the Aiel is just a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I would want it, as you said, I would like it to be like they were actually married to each other. <laughs> not necessarily yeah. again as oh these my sister wives also hook up like i don't want yeah i'm just yeah, yeah. Ties, that is a very common it's that is the way it in maybe it is just the way most polyamory relationships are i don't know i i'm not poly i have some poly friends but i'm not but that like when you see it represented that is the most common it's one guy with multiple girls and yeah it's just, yeah, I mean, going to the IEL for a moment, um, and I've said this before, um, and I always think it's hilarious because it's it doesn't sound right, but if you follow the, the phrase of sister wise, it is right. And I'm like, I always got the vibe, and I don't know if it's just me, uh, perhaps no one else picked up the vibe, but just because you only saw sisters' wives, that there wasn't, you know, it, you couldn't have brother husbands. I always find that a funny phrase to say brother husbands sounds weird. Yeah. But sister, <laughs> but sister wives doesn't. Sister wives should sound weird as well as brother husbands. But um, it's because we're used to one and not used to the other. That's yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, yeah. But yeah, did it? Did anyone else read the island think, oh, brother husbands is obviously not a thing? Or well, Egwene Al- Al- actually thinks about it. Egwene actually has a thought of she. She, she does, could never. Yeah, yeah she, I like I could never bring myself to even ask if there are brother husbands. The fact that I, they never encounter any makes me think that there aren't. Right. It, I like, think like she never she never phrased it in the in the terms of brother husbands, but she wondered if but, yeah. if, if a woman could have, have two, two husbands. husbands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's she how she thought true. of it. Yeah. Um, which I think it should be a thing. Because if you can yes. have two wives, you should have you should be able to have two husbands. Yeah, I think that but, would be a, a good know, way to I do the representation. Roles are weird, so who knows? Yeah, I yeah. guess I just always assumed it was there, but off screen. Mm. But then again, I don't know that I'm the best model to use for one. <laughs> oh, I'm not the best model either. It's, it's all right. <laughs> You're talking to oh, a I non-binary mean... asexual person here. I am not the best model. <laughs> well, I think everybody has their own like different headcanon and, yes, and yeah. whatnot. So, you know, like I know people who are like very certain that uh, Bane and Chiad were a couple, whereas I'm like, no, they're not. Like, because mm-hmm. I have a whole... I have a thing with if people go through the first sister ceremony, it kind of creeps me out the idea of them being a couple because that ceremony yeah. involves uh, literally simulating being in the same womb, and yeah. I'm, incest is an uh, ick for me. <laughs> so it's yeah, just, yeah, that's scans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I know plenty of people who were like, "No, no, they're a couple." I'm like, "Okay, that's your head canon. and. Head cannon yeah. is head cannon. It's yeah. Fine. yeah. Oh, but speaking of, I, I wanted to tell a story about this. Um, okay. Go for it. Uh, sorry. It, the, it makes sense in my head. I'm just realizing the, the connection between what I just said and what I'm about to say may be not apparent to out, outside of my brain. You are on but, a podcast that loves tangents. So go for <laughs> it. We will, we will find our way back. Do not worry. Thank you. Yes. So, uh, oh gosh, maybe 12. 13 years, like a while ago, before, uh, after I think, either after Gathering Storm was out or before it was out, but when I knew Brandon Sanderson was writing the books, uh, writing the last three books, I was doing a reread and I think I had gotten to the, the storyline with Tharava and, um, Galena. 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 Tharava and yeah. Galena. Yes. And it was just exhausting me. 
So I, uh, literally, I, I don't know why I did it. I, it doesn't make any sense mm. to me that I would do this, but I sent Brandon Sanderson an email of just, I am, hi, I'm a lesbian reader. Like I, I was much more polite than I'm about to be as I'm talking. <laughs> I was very like, th- I love these books, blah, 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 you know, said nice things and just said, you know, as a lesbian, I can tell you, I was very happy when going through these books the first time to see queer women. And then after a while, I started to wish we hadn't been included in the books because it's just so horrible the way lesbians are represented in the story that I just, I wish we weren't in it. Like that, that was my, basically what I said to him. And Brandon Sanderson wrote me back. And I'm so jealous of you right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He wrote me back. The story gets even better, but he wrote me back and um, uh, said something to the effect. I, 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 he wrote me back and he, what he said made me think that he had told me that there were going to be gay men in the books, uh, in the later books. I've since gone back and read the email that he wrote me. He did not say that. I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, he thinks representation is important. So I bet you he's going to include gay men. Mm-hmm. And he did. Like I, when they, when no. I got to the final book and they were there, I was like, ah, he told me this, but he didn't. I just, mm-hmm. I assumed that he did. But I wrote, like, he wrote me back and I replied, and um, he, uh, I, 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 I should have pulled these up, but uh, he wrote me back uh, saying, you know, I do think representation is important. Um, and then I wrote him again, and he wrote me back a second time, and re- he mentioned a lesbian that I had not thought of. Uh, I think her name is Arella. She's an Aes Sedai that one of the uh, Aiels say she does not see men as men, which is a weird way to say it. But I think that it is true that that was Robert Jordan's way of saying that this is a, a lesbian. And she is a positive, like she's not an unpleasant woman, but she also has literally no point, point of view chapters at all. We barely yeah. know anything about her. Mm-hmm. Like, again, that to me, that feels like, oh, look, that black barista, I promise you, there are black <laughs> people in New York. Like, that's what that feels like to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, but, it wasn't important to Harry's journey. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, that was the, I had this email exchange with him. This has nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about right now, but this is how the story gets better. I uh, I went to <laughs> Jen uh, just Comic wants to Con. drop some famous stuff. That's all she wants to do right now. No, I'm, no, this, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> well, that she was knows like, the ending I, of Stormlight Archive. That's, what, that's <laughs> her subtle way of saying she knows the ending of Stormlight Archive. <laughs> I not, swear, if not you do. At all. <laughs> not at all. But I, I went to a Comic-Con and uh, I was getting Brandon Sanderson to sign my copy of The Gathering Storm. And when I got up there like to for him to sign it, I said, I don't know if you remember me, um, I wrote you an email about uh, LGBT representation in the books. And he looked like he was signing. And he, I remember he looked up at me and went, hey, I wrote you back, didn't I? I meant to write you back. Didn't <laughs> I write you back? And I was like, uh, you, you did. Oh, my God. You that did. So much. That, yes. that's, that's such a big thing because I've, I've, I've gone to a signing twice and he mm. signs so many books and he wants to see as many people. as He'll stay there for hours to meet people. Yeah. I yeah. literally told the story yesterday to my friends. Um, he'll sit there for six, eight hours signing books, but it's down to a fine art. And he'd be like, slide the books. You can have one personalization. You know, someone mm-hmm. else will take the photo. They literally, he's there head down, sign, 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 yeah, sign, yeah. talking to you. You can ask a question or two, depending on yeah. how many of the queue. And then there'll be like three, two, one. He lifts his head, smiles. There's the picture. But for him to <laughs> yeah. stop mid signing to actually talk to you, that, that oh. means like, that's so cool. Seriously. Like, yeah. it gets okay, so this- better. <laughs> it gets better. Wait, better? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, 
I went to the same Comic Con. Uh, maybe it was a New York. It was New York Comic Con. Either the next year or the year after to get him to sign the next book. And I was in line, and he saw me, and he went, "Hey, weren't you here last year? You were the girl who oh wrote me about LGBT rights." Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I low-key hate you right now. <laughs> so when you go to brunch with Brandon sorry, Harrison, sorry, let, uh, okay, like? well, let, let me just kick Jenny out the court now, everybody. So uh. no, no, no. <laughs> okay, you want okay? This is this is not at all relevant because it it actually gets better than that. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. She knows I, the ending to Stormlight. We know I this. I swear oh. I don't know the ending to anything because I'm an idiot. As I was leaving oh the god. convention. I was there with a friend of mine and uh, Brandon Sanderson was leaving, like he was walking out it's sort of in front of me with I, a woman. I don't know who the woman was, but he was leaving with this woman and uh, he, you know, scanned the room and I kind of made eye contact with him and by reflex, because I saw a face that I knew I waved and the person that I was with just walked up and started talking to the woman that Brandon Sanderson was with. And so I was just like across the room and was like, I, um... <sighs> Okay. So I just walked up to Brandon and we started talking and like it was New York. So we talked about restaurants in New York for like five minutes, just having a pleasant conversation. Like, Oh, how often do you come to? I don't know the ending. I saw that chat. I don't know the ending. For anyone listening, Prince just said in the Zoom chat, she knows the ending. Um, <laughs> well, we know the ending to Wheel of Time. Yes, that's true. I didn't think to ask any single questions about Wheel of Time. We just talked about like things we were going to do in New York. And then he left. And I turned to my friend and I was like, why the hell did you start talking to Brandon Sanderson's, I think I said wife, I don't know if it was wife, and he's like, who's Brandon Sanderson? Like, Brandon Sanderson! Oh, oh, when I left you earlier! <laughs> yes, when I left you earlier to go stand in that long line, I was standing to talk to that guy. He goes, that guy was famous? I just thought you waved to him, and so I thought he was somebody you knew, so I to talk to his wife so you can talk to your friend. Oh, oh like, wow. Brandon Sanderson is essentially your friend now. Yeah, essentially, yes. Essentially. But, but okay, quick tangent. I swear this is a quick tangent. And then we That's can fine, go back, go for it. It's okay. I am, like, this is completely unrelated to real time, but um, I am so jealous of you right now because I actually, a couple months ago, I actually emailed uh, Brandon Sanderson about something that bothered me in Rhythm of War. Mm. And I haven't heard back from him. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm so jealous of you that you actually got a response because like the thing that, I, that I'm concerned about is very important and it will, it will come up again in book five because it's an important mm. character that it happened to. But yeah, yeah so I, I, I still have time to try to get his attention about it, but I'm so <laughs> jealous that, yeah. that you actually got a response from him. Because I, I, I know that Ned Sanderson, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. which of course I know he that, is, you know. I know that, that representation is super important for him. So, like mm -hmm. the the, yeah. the subject matter of my concern would be very important to him, and you know yeah. he, he would mo most likely want to do it well and get it right. But I just need to get his fucking attention. <laughs> I, I, I just to be fair to him, I like this was before he was a big famous author, right? Like this. Yeah. He yeah. Had that, been that, tapped that is fair. So he probably, you know, I'm sure he was getting a, a decent amount of emails at that time. 
he's probably getting a lot more right now yeah. than yeah. he was. It's mostly at that. me between the hours of three twenty-three <laughs> and five twenty-four going make canonize uh, these two characters as queer. You coward. Send tweet. <laughs> when is Stormlight Five coming out? Send tweet. Right. Email. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I love um, that. That yeah. was. <laughs> That would, but to be honest, that would be me and Robert Jordan just going like, so, let's talk. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it's Brandon and Robert are kind of proof of their times. Like, mm. kind of circling back to Robert Jordan and his queer rep. And I sometimes, I've been getting lately on the Robert Jordan defense squad a little bit because a little bit last year there was a lot of discourse on Twitter where it turned immediately to going Robert Jordan is homophobic, sexist, transphobic, and like really like almost character assassinating a man who's been dead for 14, 13, 14 years that we don't know his personal life. And it got a little like, hold on, you know, because with everything that is, that happens in the books in terms of like queer rap and, with a lot of like the female friendships and all of that. Is it great? No. Does it need to be vastly improved? Yes. Is it a product of its time? And I know that's not the best excuse because in the nineties, there was better representation. We were doing that, but I think it's also a thing of Robert Jordan was a man with the resources that he had. I don't think him and Harriet were, voguing in downtown Charleston like at the Pride Parade, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what resources were available in the 90s on the internet, if the internet was still, th- was even a thing in the 90s yet. I don't know if that's I feel, like... I'm feeling slightly called out there. I don't know about anybody else, but um, are you suggesting the... those of us before the internet, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think it's just like he doesn't, he didn't have the ready access to, access to things that we have now. And I don't know if like in fantasy, sensitivity readers were a thing, you know? I think the genre and the time that he was writing was very white, cis, straight male. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think as it's evolved and we've started seeing more queer voices and more women of color and more people of color in the fantasy genre, it still needs to get a lot better where we are. But I think, you know, I don't know. Well, let's just for, just for context here, the series did start before Ellen was even out of the closet. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, you know. When yeah. did Ellen come out? Sorry, real quick. Gosh, you are such a Eight, baby. 90s? Yeah, no. Pre- <laughs> I mean, 90, I was born in '94. So. I was going to say, if Prince can even is even legally out. I was born in '96, so I might be the youngest one in this call. Oh, oh, children, <laughs> children, just- children. Oh. Oh. Uh, should you be in bed? Yeah, come on. Shut the fuck it's, up. <laughs> it's not 8 o'clock yet. Excuse you. It's not 8 o'clock yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love this. So like. We've got a couple of post I mean, do you guys even know what dial-up is? I'm tangenting it right yeah, now. Yeah, I know what yeah. dial-up is. Um, I, had, I had dial-up at the end. That's where you have, like, the modem, right? Where it was like... Yeah. Yeah. I know the dial-up when I was in kindergarten in like '99, we used uh, floppy disks. I remember floppy disks. Discs. Yeah. <laughs> See, I remember just... going to school before there were computers. <laughs> like that's... Oh God. Um, yeah. Did yep. you just say Google, Oh God? Google is our friend. The, <laughs> I just couldn't... the air date for the puppy episode for Ellen was 1997. 1997. Wow. I was three. 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe one, depending on the time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm an August was, baby. That was a tad older than that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you're right. Robert Jordan, you know, there are a lot of things that he didn't put right in the books. Um, you know, the whole yeah. Arangar situation, like that, mm. I, I don't think he deliberately wrote it wrong. As you know, no, as you say, I, he's writing wrong. I think he thought he was writing one thing and he. He, it's backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's backwards yeah. in several ways. Like it's yeah. weird. And like and she I just completely like misunderstood the concept he was trying to get across. I think even if he was, yeah. if he was even trying to get across that concept, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he completely. As, as someone that is a trans woman, yeah. when I was reading those scenes, my personal thought, and it's just me, but this is my personal thought, mm-hmm. was that that was wasted on him. Uh, Barside Chats did this episode, Reasons to be a Dark Friend, and they're like, well, what kind of reasons would there be to to be a dark mm-hmm. friend? And my first thought was, if the dark one can put me in the body of a woman, mm-hmm. as someone who wants that, that would be a reason for me to do it. But I'm not sure I'm willing to let the dark one kill me and take my soul to put me in the body of that i should but it could feel like be I a should motivation have yeah it, it, yeah but it's but so there is that but i did have the thought that it was t- utterly and totally wasted because it was f- but of course that was the point was i think that it was and this is another thing that the, in the genre that i write in in transgender fiction the there's been this idea circulating recently among authors that that being a woman is not a punishment and there is this kind of ickiness to that where robert jordan treats it as like an ultimate punishment for messing Mm -hmm. up you did a bad job so i turn you into a woman because what could be more horrible yeah yeah and and with so many people reading aaron gar as being trans that kind of Mm -hmm. like um doubles down on that that Mm. notion that not only are women terrible but trans people specifically trans women are evil and something and that's just that is so many levels of fucked up yeah. yeah, and it's and so there's and awkward. there's also the point of uh, of Erangar's sexuality, yeah. uh, that his his orientation. Because first off, Robert Jordan consistently refers to uh, Halima as she, she yeah. and everyone refers to Halima as she, and even Halima thinks of herself as she. But for somebody that was sexually attracted to women. To just immediately go, oh, I'm female now, so I'm going to hop in bed with men. It's it's problematic, yeah. Yeah. and I hope that that th- that particular aspect gets addressed because this whole idea that uh, uh, sexuality is 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 a function, uh, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. It's, hor- yeah. it's, and it's like it's it, yeah. This this whole thing with oh. Halima has a vagina now, so this, this character has to be with men and like just shit. Yeah, it's yeah. It there's also the it leans so heavily into the very. I, I wrote about this in a article I wrote, but it's the very is very prevalent in movies from the '90s that trans women their their goal is to trick straight men, and yeah. that is like Halima. Her their whole story is deception. 
Like it's Mm -hmm. everything about their story is I am tricking everybody. And it's just, ah. Yeah. And if we could get at least one positive example of trans, then for balance, for the, for the yin to the yang, to, to balance that equation out, I might be okay with it. But the fact that that's the only real, the only real substantive trans in the series. It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's done so badly. And it's like, yeah. We were talking earlier about that. I remember reading somewhere recently that Robert Jordan, while he was still alive, had had said something or was quoted somewhere as the soul being gendered, which mm-hmm. as a metaphysical concept is kind of central to his idea of how the one power yeah, works. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that there's a huge opportunity there because let's keep this on the half of the glass that is full here. Mm-hmm. There's a real opportunity there for the writers to, to set this right. Yeah. And if you're looking not to be a math nerd here, but mm-hmm. statistically speaking, if you're dealing with, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people in this world, and I don't think that in this world there are billions of people because it's in a population decline but in in the world with the population that they have there's perhaps several hundred maybe as much as a thousand to two thousand i said i maybe more out there because they haven't been real great with their recruiting mm-hmm. and they've got a very loose net in terms of scooping mm-hmm. people up um but even so we're if you're looking at that there's a percentage of those are going to be uh, homosexual and then a smaller percentage are going to be trans. Yeah. So if you start looking at the numbers, maybe statistically there's one or two or three people with the power that would be trans in the world. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy for them to get missed and be a wilder because nobody is looking for mm-hmm. them. And especially so, if they're going off physical appearance and if like they see somebody with a male body and look for somebody channeling Sidene, but they don't see that. And that, oh, that person I see, learns I to channel the spark. Sidar. Maybe it's the girl standing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk. No, it's all good. Okay. But yeah, it's like, it, yeah, if they do see someone, it's like, well, who's standing behind that boy that, uh, that must be able to use the power that I'm saying. Right. I, yeah. I actually have a different head cannon than this, a slightly different head cannon than that. I, I, in my head cannon, uh, transgender people would be completely accepted. And because like, even back in the age of legends, transgender people would have existed. And so it would have been known that there are people in male bodies who have female souls and people in female bodies who have male souls. Like that would have been a known thing. So I, I, that, that is knowledge that I can't, like, it's, it's a, it's a fundamental knowledge about humans that I can't imagine getting lost. So I, I, I think I agree with that in terms of general acceptance in society, mm-hmm. but I think that because statistically uh, trans people that are able to wield the one power are mm-hmm. so few and far between that maybe that has gotten lost over time. Yeah, and plus Aes Sedai are Aes Sedai, and they're like super prejudiced against stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I could yeah. easily imagine that being lost with time. And that yeah. just like this keeps on coming back to my mind about like, it's easy to think of how binary trans people, you know, trans men or trans women would, yeah. would handle the power. But like, non-binary what happens if a non-binary person learns the channel? Yeah. 
what would what would what would happen with them or has the yeah. ability like is born with the spark and it's just like i i've spent quite a bit of time thinking about it and it mm-hmm. i i've never come up with an easy answer because there is no easy answer in the mythology that and the, mm-hmm. the metaphysics that robert jordan has set up but it's like where where would somebody like me fit in this and mm-hmm. it's just like that's where i i, I don't know now, I, I think it's too much of a tangent for tonight, yeah, but at I, some it, point, it, it I would like to have is. a discussion about about transgender medical care in the Age mm-hmm. of Legends, because it must have been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It must have yeah, been it must, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, but it is a huge uh, tangent, course, which is why I'm not going <laughs> to. I am yes. interested <laughs> in that. Like, I am interested in that. I will, I will just, I want to go back to it, because I still think that an I said I will trust their sense of sight are more than their eyes. I don't like I don't think that an I said I is going to see a male body and sense sight are and ignore their sense of sight are. I think that that would because that is the ch- the ability to channel is so prevalent. Like it's such a powerful thing. I'm I'm going to agree. A little, I'm going to a little bit more here with Sarah and say mm-hmm. that so few because uh, you have to be a sparker you couldn't just be yeah, someone who could you'd have to be a sparker, sparker yeah so the numbers mm-hmm. of sparker are even fewer than those that can learn mm-hmm. um, and then so, that would reduce the number of trans sparkers yeah, yeah. but i like i still i cannot imagine somebody standing like a nice and i standing next to a sparker and saying but while well, you have a male body so i'm going to ignore my sense of well, that I can sense I don't that. Know. In you? I still yeah, think they would because I to die are eyes to die, and they are like I said. I I, I think of them yeah. as being very prejudiced and very narrow minded and mm. like stuck in their ways. So if they saw somebody or if they were near somebody who they perceived as being male, but they felt the the ability to channel, they would look for any other reason um, and any other cause of their perception. Instead yeah, of that, yeah. acknowledging what was right under their noses. I could see that being a difference in different cultures. Like I could see maybe in, you know, among the Aiel trans people being like trans channelers being fully, well, sorry to the trans male channelers who are just sent off into the blight. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized trans channelers being fully accepted. Nope. Some of them just sent yep. off like, to die. Trans well, women channelers, at least. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, let's hope they trained in weapons, but that's all I also, you know, that's a relevant comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the, tra- like, I, you know, different cultures having different ways of dealing with it. I just, I, I still cannot conceive of all channelers in the world just ignoring their ability to sense because Moraine can sense naive on spot. I think yeah. the Ayol and the Kin would both be more accepting than, than the Aes Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have to wonder what would happen if a red sister was standing in front of a trans woman who could, who oh. could uh, wield a sidearm oh. because, because what would a red do with that? You have a male bodied individual that you can sense the female power in. Uh, what do they do with that? Do they say, Oh, welcome sister? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the reds. No. Doing I don't think that. the reds Maybe that's do just that. a failure of imagination yeah. on yeah. my part. Well, but, I, I wish but, the reds would but do what that. What they but do do? They would. Yeah, but what would they do? And I don't know that I can conceive of what they would do. And we don't know what Robert Jordan would say that they would do. And Brandon didn't address it. So, again, this is an opportunity that I think where uh, 
uh, Rafe has a real opportunity to, to set things right and address it and maybe uh, create conflict and also create resolution. Mm -hmm. And there's some interesting storytelling to be done there that if handled properly, and there's the big caveat yeah, there, <laughs> is handled properly. That's yeah. the operative phrase. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I think it's even more than an opportunity. I think they have to address it yeah. because the metaphysics yeah. of the world begs the question. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, people who are in this fandom get, I've said this in videos, like get very upset when I say this because they're like, nobody will like, nobody in the fandom asks this. Like, most of the people watching the show are not going to people be people who've read the books. So mm -hmm. in yeah. 2021, you put a show out there and you say male channelers, big wall between male and female channelers between what they like in 2021 people are going to ask well what about trans people it's gonna it's yeah. such mm -hmm. an obvious question mm -hmm. that if you yeah. don't address it it is going to derail discussion on the show yeah, yeah. so it's not even me being my woke and liberal self it is me being like answer the question so that we can actually enjoy the show <laughs> and yeah. even even i've even seen it seen it come up on the timeline before where people bring it up and people even, even tag me into various threads where they're like, so, um, how do you think non-binary people are channel? And all I mm. have is, is theories and headcanons because yeah. there is no example at all of that happening in the books. And as far as I know, Brandon, or not Brandon Sanderson, uh, Robert Jordan was never aware of the existence of non-binary non people and, yeah. and Brandon Sanderson never had the opportunity to include us in, mm -hmm. if he even knew that we existed at, that, at the point he was yeah. writing that. Mm -hmm. But um, It's tough. The only way I could, I don't know, I, I think a fun way to do it, I don't know if it would really work if it screws the metaphysics too much, but almost to be that a non-binary person, whilst they're still, you know, young in the early learning stage or how, you know, I've just learned to, to channel or I've just started sparking could almost have intermittent access to both. And then kind of, that's one of my theories. Pick one is the, uh, the, the only, I've, I've, the whole time I've sat here trying to think about it, I'm like, how could you actually do it? And all right, I'm, I'm not an expert on the metaphysics or, or, or being non-binary, but that's the only way I think you could do it that would kind of fit in the world and still be a good, yeah, you know, that's, a that's good experience. one of my theories, but I also, Picking one side of the channel, one side of the one power to channel also kind of to, to, to cis people and other mm. people who don't know about, who don't know what it means to be non-binary. If they picked one side of the one power to those people, it would, it would come across as picking a gender. Yeah. That's and, true. and, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, I, aligning themselves, which, it's so every complicated time I, because like yeah. every the point, like, doesn't it? yeah yeah just every the, single the time entire... i bring up trans people that's the thing that gets in my comments so if somebody decides they're they're male 25 years i'm like that's not how that works yeah it's it's yeah. also super complicated because being non-binary people are not monolithic there mm. are it, there are an infinite number of ways to be non-binary and, 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 and narrowing that down to picking one side of a power to channel just makes it seem like either they were faking or they were a binary yeah. trans person or reducing mm. it to a trinary of genders where mm. you have male, female, and then something and then, that is either that, that's kind of both at the same time, yeah. which <laughs> it's, 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 
super complicated and it's a huge tangent. <laughs> but yeah, it would, it would be. Well, actually, I'm kind of glad you said that because, uh, you mentioned that there's an almost infinite number of ways to be non-binary. And one of the, the ideas that I've had rattling in my head around in my head for a while, because it's empty up there, thoughts <laughs> to do but rattle around, is is that there's as many different ways to be trans as there are people that are trans. Yes. There's as many ways to be a woman as there are women. There's as many ways to be a man as there are men. There's as many ways to be non-binary as there are non-binary. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that one of the things that Robert Jordan does really well is he shows the plethora of ways that it is possible to be a woman, that it's possible to be a man. And I think that if the show grows that and includes people that are the other, that are other letters other than H, the LGBTQI mm -hmm. community and grows that, I think that it can only help improve the story. It broadens the palette yeah. that the storytellers have to tell the story of the Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah. And that's, at the end of the day, that is what I'm in love with, is the grand epic story yeah. of this. And adding more colors to that palette only makes it more beautiful. Yes. And that's what I want. 100%. I agree with every word you just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, and unless there's anything else anyone's really keen to add, I, I think that's a, a perfect place to sort of this discussion can go on and I would, I would love mm -hmm. to have another discussion again uh, about, you know, tangents or just carry on the main subject. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just think that's a beautiful place to maybe tie it in the bow for, for this yeah. recording. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that, that seems like a pretty solid closing to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Miss Sarah. That was, that was beautiful. Um, yes. So thank you so much for, for joining me, everyone. Um, it's, I've loved this. Um, I've sat here mostly and listened. I put in a few bits here and there, but it's, it's been nice to, <laughs> To hear everyone's yeah. opinions. Um, as I say, I'm not an expert on, on any of this subject, which is why I asked the four of you here. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, you'd have much better opinions than me. So I do appreciate yeah. your time. I don't know if better, <laughs> just to have opinions. Oh, okay. My yeah. opinion is better than yours. <laughs> I just like You can do I can do better. I just like gay shit. So any opportunity to be like, so what if like, they just showed parenting dolls sexily making out? Mm -hmm. They just did that. I think yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of interesting for me to be here since a lot of since a lot of my experiences are so different from y'all since I'm non-binary and ace I'm like I didn't have a lot to contribute to most of it but mm. I tried whenever I could yeah I, I, I want to know your non-binary theories actually yeah, I do I'm oh, I I, yeah. I will tell you eventually I don't think I follow you on Twitter I need to fix that um, <laughs> but yeah I can I can uh, I can DM them to you or something so like, I don't know if uh, yeah, there was a pit boy. Pit, uh, I have words. There was a point where I was just like staring off into space because it is the one area that I have not tried to make a headcanon for. I'm sure there yeah. are others, but most things I've tried to make a headcanon for. And my brain was just like, oh, how could I? How could I? How? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll find you on Twitter and follow you and fix the mistake that I made by not following you sooner. <laughs> and then I will. Yeah. And then I'll probably dm you my theories because i uh it's been just under a year since i first got into wheel of time but i've already read the series twice um nice. so i have hmm. i have some ideas nice yeah i dip my toes in the water of uh non-binary uh men mm -hmm. 
Ooh. But that's that's kind of as far as it's gone because I'm like I like haven't explored. I was just like, yeah, men's non-binary, and then Egwene's asexual. Like the, I like the idea of non-binary men, but I've seen people bring up some valid um, criticisms of that theory. I don't remember what they are right off the top of my head, but I have seen people say this is this could be viewed as problematic in various ways, but I. Like I said, I don't okay. remember what those what those are. But, you know, on my own, without the input of other people's views, I I support non-binary men. I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. And, oh, like, yeah. men would probably be, like, she would either be non-binary and, but still use she, her pronouns, or she would be non-binary and use she, her, and they, them interchangeably, I think mm-hmm. is, yeah. is my headcanon for, for men. All right. Well, as I say, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, everyone joining me with this coordinating four time zones. You've all been very flexible, and it's been very helpful. Um, yeah. So I do appreciate it, um, mm-hmm. listeners. If you'd love to to give us some feedback, and I'd love to hear what everyone has to say on this. Um, nice things, no no shitty things. You go, you run yeah. off in the height of the corners of those things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all the good constructive criticisms, I'm down for those. So mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. You can email at malkiertalks at gmail.com. You can tweet it to me at malkiriar. You know, um, I'm sure some of my guests would love to have their links in there if you want to follow them and hear their point of view on Twitter and such. Um, so, you know, let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, just come back when we do this again. I would, um, I'd love to have everyone back again and, and continue this discussion. Um, you know, when the TV show comes out, we can say, yes, there was buts, but not enough. Um, so, you know, <laughs> Prince can be happy. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were they hairless? Yes. Can't have my Fiji water. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Prince, leave us out with the Fiji water, man. I didn't bring up Fiji water once. Why did I not bring up Fiji water? All right. All right. Let me. Are you thirsty? Do you like water? Fiji water. Thank you for listening. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Well. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, and until next time, may you always find water and shit.